Hello and welcome to Layback with Betfair. I'm Tom Haylock. Big shoes to fill. Luke White is an omission. We've gone to the drawing board. We've gone to the selection table. We've ended up with the Salts, the Sultan, Dave Strelaw. As I welcome you in, how are you, mate? Tom, very good to be here, mate, and really looking forward to getting stuck into some of this form. Can't wait to wait for it, mate. It's a huge weekend of racing. We've got the Goodwoods, we've got the Dermot Cup, um, a couple of favourites and very wet weather in Queensland that we might be pretty keen to take on as well. We've got the lay-bin, I can't wait for that. Hope you're up to date with uh, all things happening on this show, but um, are you as angry as Luke White? You're probably not, but you got anything to put in the lay-bin straight off the bat? I'm pretty aggressive, mate. I'm pretty <laughs> aggressive, so, so don't sell me short. I'm going to put deductions as a whole and, and the schedule yes, of deductions should. in the lay bin. And I think it's time in 2022 for us to get a schedule of deductions that goes across the board for all bookmakers. Yep. If I use race eight on the Kenzo USA as an example, you've got 44 cents to 33 cents total deductions and every bookmaker is something different in between. Yep. It's a, it's a matter, of, they think that they need some sort of Mensa meeting to get together and make it. Just make a table, agree on it. Can't be and that implement hard. it. Can't, Can't be, be that, that hard. hard. That's got to go in the label. Did you find the winner? No. No. No, nah, but, but I've got a good price, the... though. <laughs> <laughs> well, beating SPs made part of the story. You can hedge That's on it. Betfair as well. Absolutely. Um, obviously, the election's coming up. Head to betfair.com.au for all things the election. There's been $6.2 million traded already on the election market, Australian federal election. Uh, Labor, $1.57. We've got plenty on the hub as well. Um, are you into the politics mate oh they're, they're pretty short labor they were short last year and, and got rolled but i wonder if scomo burying that kid playing soccer in tasmania was a defining moment <laughs> in the election I, I wonder if they'll drift on the back of that funny you mention that because i'm putting prime ministers playing sport in the lay bin it shouldn't happen that, <laughs> they don't have got a great history bill short and running that running video of bill short and i, I got an exercise science background and and, and his <laughs> gait is a biomechanical abomination oh it's amazing isn't it yeah you got scomo bowling some kid over and then you've got john howard with his leg spin like you could just don't play sport prime ministers don't try um, don't, don't swim don't do anything especially in your big doc martins or julius marlowe's or whatever <laughs> they might be you just you got to wear the appropriate footwear um a couple of other things track ratings for me it was big uh, last friday and saturday with the carnival they're going in the lay bin um you got to get them right all tracks are different tracks are coming up sydney have been notoriously wrong for some time metro sydney as well you've got rose hill comes up heavy eight and races like a six or a five scone Looked bad scone on Friday and Saturday, but the Times suggested otherwise. They posted a heavy eight and Times said it was a good four or a soft five. Um, what did you make of that? Yeah, there, there was plenty of kickback and, and beaten margins suggested it wasn't a good track, but then the Times was showing up. Yeah. It's interesting that they're going the other way because registering a heavy track that's racing like a good isn't great for turnover as well. So and New South Wales has been doing that a lot yeah. recently. The yep. Times suggests that they're racing on better tracks than they're actually running, which is weird. Maybe they're doing it so they can improve the tracks throughout the day and say, yeah, good are our tracks yeah. drying? I yep. don't know, but it's a good point. We had 63 scratchings last Saturday at Scone, so Oh, that's huge. good. That's good for a Sydney Metro, <laughs> mate, actually. That was pretty good. Not bad. Only 30 Waller runners were scratched as well. You know the championships are over when that's happening. Mm. Um, I wanted to talk about Shelby 66 and talk about him running every week, but I might let that go through to the keeper oh are you a bit scared of what i was going to come back at because i was going to say what you did so you put danny williams in there who who else is going in there like (laughs) a litter of puppies bambi 
Snow White, like, put them all in there, mate. Yeah, mate. That's <laughs> too good. Yeah, you said you're an angry man, so I thought I'd back away from that one. But <laughs> well done. Um, let's get to some racing. Um, obviously, we're talking about favourites. We'll head to Morfield, we'll head to Doom, and we debate the favourites, whether we're backing or laying them. Uh, we head to race four at Morfittville, but um, let's talk about the track. It's um, good for Morfittville. The rail, five metres, um, out five metres from the winning post, um, three metres, 1,800, 1,200. So rail out from last week. Interesting to see how the track plays. 20 degrees, partly cloudy. Should be a really nice track. But let's head to race four, two-year-old race to kick off. See you in heaven's a short price favourite, Dave. And um, I don't know why you're keen to lay but you are. Yeah, I'm going to go against her. Look, she she regressed her rating slightly last start. She got to 1,200 metres for the first time. And if you have a look at her last two wins, you'll see that she's sort of built her momentum in the three-wide line. She's about to improve her position when she is seen fit and when, when Jake is seen fit as well. And I just think barrier one is a little bit of a, uh, a negative this week yep. because if she's one pair back, okay. She's almost certain to get cross by H2O. Yep. That's some quality H2O. But if she's two pairs back... I, I feel that's a major issue and I'm just not sure if she's going to be able to build those revs like other weeks and you know it's a two-year-old race and, and as you know they can all jump out of the ground and improve their rating yep. so I can't quite pinpoint who I'd back to beat her but that's the beauty of having a lay bet isn't it so I can spot on I can lay her and and hope she regresses again and finds some bad luck she's about a dollar 75 at the corporates dollar 85 on betfair you could probably lay her about the 220 as you said that is the beauty of uh laying horses you just have the field against uh the short price favorite there see you in heaven she's hard to fault mate and um you mentioned h2o you got stitched up with the water on the table you're not meant to drink that mate by the way yeah it it's tastes just a prop it tastes moldy which, <laughs> it's been sitting there which for is four weeks though. but that's all right as long as you don't cark it not during the show um <laughs> See you in heaven. She's hard to hard to fault. She's won three from four. She's done it in style. She beat H2O, who came out and won comfortably last start. Um, she ran the third fastest 400 metres of the day last start. Start price, she ran the fastest 800 and 600 of the entire day. That's impressive stats for a two-year-old. Um, agree, barrier one might not be ideal, but I just think she settles behind the speed. H2O crosses and she sets, uh, settles behind the speed and she'll prove too strong late. I can see why she's favourite and um, I'm happy to be with her. Let's get to race five, the listed race, 2015 metres, if you don't mind, Dave. And Foxy Freda is the favourite at uh, 3.20, um, about 3.30, 3.40 Betfair. You can layer at about that $4, $4.20 mark at the moment. Um, you can go first here, mate. Um, Dave, what, uh, are you keen to back her? Yeah, I am. And, and they love some weird distances in Adelaide. <laughs> There's often like 2043 and yes. some weird distances and, and always that extra metre Cost you. is against me. <laughs> but Foxy Frieda, I think that extra 15 metres is for her because she's a back marker. Yep. If you have a look at the lead up run over 1600 metres, she was held up, held up and then burst clear and her work through the line was excellent. She gets a three and a half kilo swing off Silent Sovereign for that and She's only been tested once at 2,000 metres. It was a hot Ballarat Cup won by Zaydani, and she was beaten by the barrier there. I know she gets back, but she got way back from a wide barrier, and, and she savaged the line. And I think after the first few in the market, this race really falls off the cliff, and I think she can just blouse them and, and pick a line through and, and hit the line and win the race, Foxy Frieda. Yep, um, that's all fair. Uh, I, I can see what happened last start to her happening again she's drawn barrier four here she's drawn inside slowly run race i think there's denier knowledge looks the only leader here mate mm. um i can see it being a, a slowly run race she's got converging drawn barrier two comfort girl drawn barrier one they're at 150s and 100 to one they'll be tiring late she's got to get around them somehow 
Um, if you're keen to back her, I'll be doing so in the run. Um, she'll get back from that barrier as she does. She'll trade better than the 330 on Betfair in the run. So you can have a play in run and, and back her there. But yeah, just she'll just need a lot of luck from that barrier. I don't like backing back markers full stop, but um, that's why I would be laying Foxy Frieda there. You can back her in the run. She's obviously got a, a big chance if she gets breaks at the right time. She's got that weight swing, but um, on Silent Sovereign, who Silent Sovereign made a really long sustained run there too. Can't be undersold. Whereas Foxy Frieda got the break. Well, if she got the break, she probably wins, but she had that suck run and didn't really go around too many horses. But yep, I think you'll get better in the run. I'll be laying her at that price and maybe backing her in play and, and making the difference. Something like that, mate. Yeah, agree with that. Agree um, with that. Let's get to the SA Phillies Classic. Three-year-old Phillies, 2,500-metre race. Sir is the favourite. Another filly. And um, who wants to go first? I'll go first here. I'm laying her. Um, she's 350 to back. About that $4, $4.50 to lay at the moment on Betfair, mates. And I just... I'm not sure where she's at at the moment. I thought she had every chance last start. She mapped perfectly. She had a perfect run in transit. 2,500 metres might suit her. She's run well over the distance before. Barrier 18, where does she get to? Do they roll forward? Do they go back? What do you reckon? Yeah, well, she, she'll come in four with scratchings. There's yep. four emergencies and, and they're all drawn inside of her. So she'll be from 14. I, I think they'll press the button and, and try and go forward and, and try and get a spot. The, yep. uh, usually the stable will drag them back, but I think she's hard fit. And if you have a look at the run in the Oaks, they did try and find a spot. And, and you mentioned she had every chance there, which, which I agree. I just thought she she acted quite dour. Yeah. I, I thought she was still quite strong through the line, and she's a bit of a pattern horse. If you look at fifth up last prep in the VRC Oaks, that was her peak career run, and that was 2,000 to 2,500 metres. She gets the identical yep. setup with more miles in the legs, so I, I I wouldn't be keen to to be against her. Do you think that's a good form race, the VRC Oaks? No. From last year, so no, that, I that's don't. that's a query for me. Yeah. And what's she actually done this horse to to entitle her to be 330 favourite she's won a class one at Ballarat on a heavy track that's that's her win like she's got ordinary figures she's maps awkwardly here I'm keen to take her on at that 350 $4 mark mate but uh, you can have her anything else you want to say to be with her no that's fine mate just don't make it too personal <laughs> we might have a <laughs> might have a stake on it or something <laughs> see how we go um, Dallas there now this is a fascinating horse to talk about in the group three Lee stakes over 1600 metres I'll let you go first here it's pretty easy to make a case um, to lay him I'm sure you can do so strongly he's about that $3 mark he's a good horse but you're keen to be against Dallas there Oh, I think on the on the run sheet today, this is is the most fascinating horse to talk yes. about because it's he's so easy to make a case for either way. You, you talk about him being back in class. You know, this is a horse that was third to very elegant and, and a David and Queen Elizabeth. Like this is a proper horse, but he's really well in as well at set weights and penalties. So, but but what's against now him? You've got is, to lay him, mate. Yeah, what's against him is yet he, he hasn't won in seven hundred and fifty odd days, <laughs> yeah. and he's here off six weeks. He had a trial between runs. I thought it was it was average. Yep. He, he saw the whip after the post and he didn't really quicken. It was very dour. And for a horse coming back from 2,000 metres, I don't like to see that unless they're going to be really scooting along. And there is speed drawn underneath him. I think he maps really awkwardly as well. And this just, to me, it reeks of a bit of an afterthought after a really busy autumn campaign. And he, he's got a lot of miles in the legs on very slow tracks. Now he gets to a good track. Is he going to be sharp enough? That's, that's my query. All good points, and you've worried me there. I'm going to make a case for him. Now, I, first of all, I can't believe this horse is only five years old. 
Feels like his eight. It feels like his five. I thought he was a grandpa. I thought he was like up there with Flo. It's a, I can't believe it. He's been <laughs> running around since he was two, since 2019, but it feels like he's seven or eight. It's amazing. He's got it's a awesome. bit of war horse about him. That's Doesn't the look he? he's got. Yeah. And he hasn't won for 750 odd days for a five year old. That's a it's long time. So he hasn't won since he was three. Um, his last win was here at Morpherville as a three year old. His record at the track is phenomenal, mates. He, um, he's got four from six. At his home track, he's trained on track. He's yet to miss a Quinella um, from his uh, home track runs. As you said, his his form is outstanding without winning. Now, there's no very elegance here. Go through his form since since he won as a three-year-old. He's been beaten. Ran second to Russian Camelot. He's run second to Behemoth. Ran third in a Group One Doncaster behind Cascadian Ice Bath. Third in the Queen Elizabeth, only beaten 0.7 of a length behind a day very elegant. Fourth in a Turnbull, beaten by very elegant by. Point four of a length, if you don't mind. Third in an Epsom, um, third in another Doncaster, fourth in a Queen Elizabeth. There's Noah Dave's here, that's yeah. for sure. But has he beaten one more Jack? <laughs> Correct. Well, you know, might... the last horse he beat here, though, was the Moonlight Gambler. So we talk about VRC Oaks form yes. sacking up. Well, yes. No offence there, but that hasn't quite sacked up since either, has it? But he's gone on with that, as you mentioned. That's very true. He's, um, stats might say, and on paper it might say, he's a better horse on wet or unaffected tracks. But he ran, um, ran a really good race in All-Star Mile on a good four. Um, spring Stakes and a soft five, he ran well. He ran second in that. Um, fourth in a Group 1 Turnbull, beaten 0.4 of a length on a good track as well at Flemington, which drains really well. What's the, what's really the common well. denominator here, mate? He doesn't win. Beaten. Yeah. <laughs> But he runs well. He's a good horse. I can see why his favourite. There's no a Dave's, no variance here. Um, he's well off at the weights. He just needs to get the the right the get his head down at the right time. Are you a believer of non-winning horses? I horse, am. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that every horse can find their right race. But I, I think if you don't, if you're in the camp of horses, uh, just just run that race and and they either win or lose. Yep. I think you got your head in the sand because they're they're individuals. Yep. They've got personality. Some don't like being in certain scenarios. They're pack animals. Some don't like running past the leader. And I, I think the stats marry up with, with that theory as well, that there's horses that are just genuinely non-winners. I, I agree 100%. And like Trekking's one for me. He used to be a real line chaser. Now I think he's more of a pack chaser. He just yeah. doesn't like going past horses. Mm-hmm. He's not savaging the line. Horses... As you said, they are pack animals and they, they're herd animals. They run in, run in packs and some just don't like being in front. And, and that's the nature of it. I think you can find value with these non-winners if they're still trying and still actually attacking the line, but just finding one or two better and, and running really well. And as you said, each, each horse has a, a race that sets up perfectly yeah. for them. Group 1 Goodwood. We could talk about this race for a very long time. In the boat, questionable. Um, I think he's out officially. I think he's in the boat back to the stables. Yeah, amazing. So that's put a, a bit of a... An interesting take on the Goodwood now. Um, the favourite is Extreme Warrior. Four dollars sixty before in the boat came out. It was about five fifty um, on Betfair before in the boat came out. So there will be deductions. You'll be all over them. You'll be seeing. <laughs> I'd, I'd be waiting for him to come out because I think he'll still just hover around that same price. Yeah, yeah. You, you might be right. Now in the boat was drawn twenty. Put the pace in the race. Um, really interesting setup. You're with the favourite here, Extreme Warrior, and I can't wait to hear your debate and, and what your thoughts on the race are, mate. Yeah, I do like him. And, and as you mentioned, in the boat comes out, but he comes out, you still look at the speed map and you go, well, there's speed on speed. It's drawn in and out, it's drawn middle, it's everywhere. So yep. th- it's going to be fast run. And this is a cracking edition of the Goodwood if, if we compare it to past years as well. I'm really looking forward to this race. And Extreme Warrior is one of those reasons. I thought he did enough fresh. 
He mm. sat outside the leader. I think he's probably going to be a better horse with some cover, which he will most certainly get yep. today. And you look at his breeding. He's a cult. He's from a. He's from Extreme Choice, who, who's not spitting him out as regularly as other ones. So this is a big race that they've aimed right up at. He's had a beautiful trial between runs. He went past Lombardo in the blinkers, ridden out. He went past Star Patrol, who's a good three-year-old favourite at Flemington. I think he's just aimed right up at this. I think you look at his last prep as well. He won a maiden at Echuca by four or five lengths. Then he's gone to Caulfield and run an absolute a figure that just that just wins this race virtually ten out of ten times. Can he repeat that? Remains to be seen. But if he follows that pet, that pattern of peaking second up, which yep. they've they're trying to get him to do, you know he started favourite in a Coolmore off the back of that run, pulled up with a slow recovery, but. I think if we look at what he's going to do on the exchange late, we've got to look at, well, what's his map like? He's going to get a lovely run in behind the I speed. I think he does get a good run. He's drawn yep. third aim, but I think he's he does third really He gets nicely. a good run. Yep. He's got Jamie Carr on board, group yep. one jockey. That's a, that's a jockey that the market rarely takes a set against. He's in a good camp, and he's got a massive dominant figure that comes at this stage in his preparation. So I think if you're looking to back him, He's going to keep shortening you reckon? in that yeah. last half hour. And he has shortened throughout the week as well, which is yeah. a good sign. Positive lead. You've got to respect that money. Um, another positive for him, in the last 20 years, only four winners haven't been trained to Victoria in the Goodwood. So Trekking and Savitou excelled the two recently, which yeah. um, is an interesting stat. 1,200 metre start, similar to Caulfield in a way, kind of the dog leg start from the end of the shoot there. Um, yeah, it's a beauty. It is a good yeah, start. It really It'll be is. a good race. Um Obviously, in the boat coming out changes the, the pace of the race. He drew wide. Um, it probably helps the likes of Bo Rossa, Lombardo, who can work across from there. Wide barriers, they're drawing 19 and 21. You think ASAR and Sever 2XL lead? Is that how you're seeing the race? Yeah, most certainly, mate. It, can I just touch on another horse yeah, here as well? Go we for we it, talk mate. about Before that, I lay your Yeah, your we talk tip. about that map as well. Yep. I think the astrologist is the map horse, and, and he is really trying his guts out. Under 60 kilos last night at Caulfield, very fast race. He's another one I'd like to have on side with Extreme Warrior. He does meet regards Marie and Lombardo better at the weights yeah, for that four close-up finish. Yeah, off. Yep. yep. There you go. So you're having something on uh, the astrologist as well? As well, yes. There you go. Well, I'm um, I'm laying Extreme Warrior. Three-year-olds have got an awful record against older horses in Metro Melbourne and Sydney particularly. Um, I know he beat the older horses last start. He's only one of a couple um, that have done it. Mr. Mozart was one of them. Um, I've forgotten the other one off the top of my head but only a couple have beaten the older horses which is an interesting stat and this means some really good horses try um so talking about the top echelon three home odds, affairs maybe home affairs yeah. there's been some really good ones Pulele, yeah. um all those that have tried and haven't beaten the older horses um i'm just not convinced it's the right form either like this is a big step up he had every possible chance they went slowly at Caulfield he settled on speed he, he, the race set up perfectly for him first up for mine um they went slow to the 600 there he was he just held on to, to win. He beat It's Our Time and Curran. I don't think that's Group 1 Goodwood form, to be honest. Um, I, know, I can see he maps well. He's got the right connections. He's, he's got upside. But I just think he's too short here. Um, I was really keen in the boat, but he comes out, which has made me less keen to, to lay Extreme Warrior. But I think that the right form might be that behemoth, the Inferno, Savitou XL, um, free of debt race, the Group 3 McKay Stakes. That's, that's interesting you say that because when I looked at that race, I thought, okay, well, this race has been won by free of debt. Yeah. What, what price <laughs> is free of debt to, to yeah. win a Goodwood fair yeah. income? I, how, what, how's ASAR going? Exactly right. Now, I, I concede that. Free of debt had any 
took me out of the quaddy that day and it wasn't wasn't good so you weren't exactly free I'm, I'm not his I'm not his greatest fan <laughs> but he had absolute PR that day it was a day that you couldn't make ground out wide it was fence leaderish day behemoth was slowly away warmed up late ran really good splits the other one the inferno ran fantastic splits as well he ran the fastest eight and six hundred of that race and to do that on that day with this grand final in mind i think there was they were both really good runs so um i think i've already backed the inferno at a nice price so i'm cheering him on um fingers crossed he can run well here but he might need luck from that barrier but yeah i'm i'm just just with that three-odd record i'm keen to take extreme warrior on at the price now mate um we've got no weekly wash up this week um we will head to doombin though and that's the way we are doing it let's get to doombin and she it's all about the weather here mate heavy eight at at the moment as we record 25 to 35 millimeters forecast on the day when it comes on saturday who knows if they even get through the meeting to be honest mate yeah, might be in jeopardy there's been a few times where Durban has been called off mid-meet because the visibility becomes an issue. Correct. Yeah. When there's a Durban Cup and good money on the, the line, it makes it, uh, the jockeys always try a bit harder and yeah. don't, don't get called off as easy <laughs> when there's good money cold. on. No, <laughs> <laughs> I can see it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's head to Durban. We'll touch on races five, seven, five, six, seven, eight. And uh, the first one is April rain. Now, um, you've got an easy job, I think, here in laying April rain. It's a group three over 1,600 metres. Um, you're against her. Three dollars seventy at the moment. I think she'll continue to drift. Four dollars in Betfair. You can lay her at five dollars twenty. Someone's asked for that price. Um, why are you against her, mate? Well, as you mentioned, I think she's an, an almost certain drifter and, and an absolute false favourite. If if you look at her draw today, barrier one, that's a major negative. She was slow away last start at the Gold Coast, and she had every chance. She she was three wide without any covers, but but they ran slowly. She was home in race faster splits, but they just didn't go that fast. Yep. And she found the fast lane as well that's where things were running on that particular day so i think barrier one she's she's certainly going to be at least three pairs back on the fence she's going to be cluttered up she's a big striding mare she's a mare that loves room she's also yet to be tested at anything 1400 plus this is her first goal at 1600 she's against season 1600 meter mares and she's three four bucks so i think she certainly drifts and she's actually priced off a peak run mm. which came in a 78 Yep, in, a, in an off-season Saturday race in Sydney. So I think she drifts at the current quote. I'd, I'd be very happy to lay her. I agree with you, mate. I can't have her at the price. So I've got to make a case for her. She meets Xenifer at better at the weights for that, what was it, 0.7 length uh, defeat last start. There's just not many horses going that well in this race that I can confidently mm. stamp to beat her. That's probably why she's favourite. As you said, she's rated on her peak. Her peak performance is good enough to win this. Wet track, genuine heavy, nine, heavy, 10, from that barrier up to 600 metres is a definite negative. Oh, I think she'll continue to drift. It's just hard to find a horse to beat her. Like Yamazaki's a better horse on top of the ground, in my opinion. Nudge is probably a big track horse. Um, might be better out off the top, off uh, off a heavy as well. All her good forms on good tracks. So it's just hard to find a horse to confidently beat her. It's not much of a race, mate. I, I absolutely agree. When I looked down the line, I was thinking, well, well, who's going to beat her? But then... I just looked at the way she set up and I, I thought, well, something. Something, something will. That's the beauty of yeah, FB. You can exactly. lay her and have the field going. In. Spot on. Yep. So we're, I think we're both kind of keen to lay April Rain there, but um, can probably see why she's favourite, but I think she'll continue to drift. Buffalo River is the favourite in the BRC sprint, the Group 3, 13.50. Now, this is another interesting, really interesting horse. Good one to debate. Now, I'll, I'll go first here. $5, $5.20 on Betfair, $6 to lay Buffalo River. 
I wouldn't be laying him at six dollars. He's got good racing pattern. He'll roll forward. He's an absolute wet tracker. Um, his last win at Caulfield came on a quick backup with conditions like this that, that really suited him. It was the right race for him. I think he gets favours today. There's only a couple of horses, Taxu and him, that'll roll forward. They'll be in the right position. He might trade shorter in the run. Um, so you could you could back him and lay him in the run, potentially, if he finds the right spot. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not too keen to back him, but he's $5, 550 favourite. Like, he's, he's a pretty hard horse to back, given his racing pattern. And Derman does tend to especially when wet, tends to suit those horses up on the fence, up on speed. But, um, yeah, I'm not going to jump out of trees to back him, but um, you're against him. Yeah, I'm not going to jump out of trees to lay him as well because, as you mentioned, you look at horses to lay, well, on paces win the majority of races. So you're looking at a horse that goes forward and and that likes wet tracks. I wouldn't be stepping into six bucks to lay him. Maybe he shortens late and you can can put a better price up or, or a shorter price up and less liability late. I just think he's priced on his wet track stats as well. Like, he clearly relishes yep. some give. But I also query if he goes clockwise. He's had three runs in Sydney, and they've all been extremely underwhelming. He's been in the market for him mm. as well. He ran well first up. He set a strong tempo yep. at Sandow. His blouse late by a fitter one, so he's bound to be improved. But I am not sure if he gets total control, and he is a little bit of a head case. He, can, he even mm. took off one day at Flemington. He took off on Jamie Carr who gets virtually Best hands everything in business. Yeah. to come back underneath her yeah. so he he's got, he doesn't have the pattern that I'm popping my hand up and going yeah I'm going to step in and lay him but I, I don't think he, he's a horse that I'd be very happy to how back well, either how well is he going I know he, he ran a right last start but yeah. that that day that he won at Caulfield he had everything possible to oh, suit seven day back up he, correct we spoke before if he if he didn't win that race he's fair he could never win a race again yeah Yep. Agreed. So he's a fascinating horse, his favourite. He might drift, but um, might be shorter in run there, Buffalo River, with his racing pattern. Now, let's get to the Group 1 Dermot Cup, 2,000 metres. And I've got to make a case to lay a forty favourite here in Zaki. But I want to hear why you're with him. A pretty easy case, surely. It's an easy case. It's another one of those things where, you know, if, you, if I looked at his Gold Coast run, he was he was $1.75, $1.80 they put up, and bang, straight away. That's a great price because, yep. you know, you price him $1.28. I think in this race, I think $1.40 is his true price. So it's, it's not something I'm keen to step into. But, you know, he was a month between runs last side on the Gold Coast, back, to two, uh, back from 2,000 metres to 1,800. And it was a trial for this. It, it was just workmanlike. He, he got it done. He went to the front. He didn't go as slowly as it looked to the eye. And he was a little bit soft late. But his best just completely spaces these. And, and his best came at this track, albeit that was on a good track. One thing I would say is I, I would be, you know, that 30 mils comes race day, this becomes bottomless. Mm, yep. I would be pretty wary of Polly Gray because if that comes, you know, she was taking ground off him late last start and she's an absolute swimmer. She's mm. a mudlark. But I, I can't make a case to to be laying him because he's just a superstar. He gets, I, I think he gets he's the, the best. Maps. Yeah. Where maps. does he sit in the best horses in Australia? I'm of the opinion he's the best 2,000 metre weight for age horse yep. in Australia. I know, I know he got beaten in the championships. Well, very elegant, I don't think, a 2,000 metre 3, horse 000. anymore. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That, that's why she's uh, on the on the ship, mate. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Correct. We could have talked about that. But, um, yeah, he's got to be in the top two or three horses in the country. Yeah. Obviously, our sprinters are, are fantastic. But um, what Annabelle's done with Zaki has been superb since coming to Australia. I'm still filthy. I, I jumped on in the Doncaster at $126. And he ran amazing race first start oh, in Australia yeah. and was unlucky. Who, drew the who car won that park. one again? 
I can't remember. Was it Cascadian? No, it was Cascadian. Yeah, I Cascadian. Backed it. Oh, here he is. Here, I think I actually backed Cascadian. <laughs> oh, yeah, too, nice, so one, worry. nice one. Um, We're both smart. <laughs> <laughs> correct. Um, Zaki, heavy 10 potentially this time of day. Maybe a reason why I could lay him. He's been up for some time as well. He's been going around for a, a long mm. time, um, which is a, another little query. I'm not. I would have liked to have seen him beat Polly Gray a bit better last start. That's but you come into this race and he makes largely the same horses again, and he was probably going away from him a little bit. I know Polly Gray probably took some ground off him late, but you make a good point. Polly Gray's one of the best wet trackers in the country. Um, loves it wet. So if we're on a heavy ten. Hazaki might drift the money might come for Polly Gray to, to measure up and go past him the other one's Great House who brings different form into this I thought his run last start was really good uh, might be the fly on the orbit might be charging late doesn't mind the wet tracks but dollar forty. I mean I think that's about the right price for him yeah. who knows what happens on the day mate um, I know he would have scared a few horses off mm-hmm. most certainly but if he's not in this race oh oh boy mm. that is uh not the best oh, no. spirit one I've ever Jeez. seen, is yeah. it? Yeah. That wait for age. I wonder who it did scare off. That's true. It's not a good race. Um, finish off race eight at Doombin. The group two, the Roses, 2,000 metres. Barb Raider is a favourite. It might be pretty wet come this day. And um, she's 4.20 on the corporates, about that average odds, 4.50 on Betfair. You can lay her about that 5.50 mark. Um, you can go first again, mate. Barb Raider, you with her or not? You're backing her? Or I'm, not, you, I'm not keen to, to lay her. I, I, I can make an argument as to why you back her, but I can in particular make an argument as to why you should wait and yep. back her late on the exchange because you'll probably get a better price. And she was beaten by one with a softer run. Glenn, I hope, just had a perfect run in that Oaks last start and she and Barb Raider sort of faced the breeze. But she was tough as well. And in these conditions, you need to be tough. And she's got the miles in the legs. But... One thing that's against her, if you look at her figures and her past performances, she's won on a soft five, but anything soft six plus, she hasn't excelled at. And her fail on a heavy 10 mm. in Sydney was noted as why she failed, as not handling the conditions. So if this rain comes, I think she almost certainly drifts. And, and if you want to back the class horse in the race, it's her and you'll get a better price late. Yep. Yep, I can see. I'm happy to be against her at the price, but she's a 99 handicap rating, superbly off um, at the set weights. The next best is uh, Biscayne Bay with 83. So she's got 16 handicap points higher than Biscayne Bay, carries level weights. I mean, she's carrying the same weights as Aravine, who's 66, Royal Ballet, who's 61 rated. Like, she's extremely well off at the weight. She's a very good horse, but the wet track's got to be a huge concern. Race eight on the program is going to be complete mud. If she doesn't get through it, if she couldn't get through the heavy 10, they used it as an excuse too back. Can't come into her um, at that price. So as you said, I think she'll drift. And, um, yeah, that's that's us done for the show, mate. Um, come at me with your best bets. Time to shine, Salts. Um, best bets, best lays. What have you got for us? I am going to Flemington HQ for my best bet, mate. Yep. Flemington race three, number one, blushing tycoon. Oh, I thought he was very good two back over 1600 meters he sort of course deep made an early move and stuck on really well i thought geez that's a beauty of a run yep. to get to 2000 meters but he gets he got to 2000 meters last start and he might have finished fifth but i tell you what he faced the breeze he sat outside the leader in a very fast run race and i thought his effort to stick on was was outstanding he does get a two kilo penalty against some of those mm. same horses but have a look at his map today he's drawn barrier one i think without doubt they send him forward and 
having that run at 2,000 metres under his belt is certainly going to take him a long way fitness-wise. And it was a hard day to lead last week at Flemington with the rail two metres. Comes out to six, and most importantly was there was a northerly last week, and there's absolutely no breeze on yep. Saturday. So I think he gets every chance. It's going to be super hard to run down. I agree with you, mate. Um, I've got him as one of my better bets on the program. Most three number one as well, Blushing Tycoon. I think he rolls forward from inside barrier. That's a little query barrier one. He'll just have to dig up a little bit. But like natural mystique out wide's the only other speed in the race. Um, I think Blushing Tycoon is rock hard fit. As you said, they went real fast in that race last start and he stuck on really well. Um, I think he's clearly the horse to beat there, Blushing Tycoon, race three, number one. Um, Rangi Toa is my other best, race three, number two at Rose Hill. This horse caught the eye at the trials, it was a really weird market. I had something on at 15s. There were some deductions. Shortened a lot and then drifted a bit late. It shows me there's probably improvement to come from the yard. Um, gloves the distance. I, I think he's a really nice horse to form a New Zealander. Rangi Toa as, Rangi Toa as my other bet. No reason to jump off about that $2.50 mark. You got a lay for us? I do, mate. Rose Hill race six. It's a benchmark 78 over the 1800. And I'm going to lay dynasties here. She's a three-year-old filly. She steps up to open age out of a three-year-old race last start and carries seven and a half kilos above the minimum for that. It, it is a bit of a class rise if you have a look at it on paper. And she won okay last start at the Gold Coast, but she found that fast going. And I think she's absolutely a certainty to be buried back on the rail from barrier two. She's, she's always slow away. Every single start, she's slow away. And she's a bit of a big strider, needs some room. And I, I think she's way too short at this current quote and I think she certainly drifts late and, and she's a horse that I'm going to be happy to be against on Saturday. Very good. Race six there, Dynasties at Rose Hill, your lay of the day. I'm laying, I could lay a few horses. You made a great case to lay April Rain and I will be against her. Race five at Doombin, race five, number six, April Rain, barrier one, as you said, threw back the fence earlier in the show. Maps awfully if we get heavy 10 heavy nine i don't think she's a genuine wet tracker she's a big striding heavy set kind of horse so she's got ability but i'm just not sure she's flying at the moment april rain my other one do sir comes into barrier 14 as he said just maps real tricky i thought had every chance last start i concede that the pattern says she run well but i think she'll find a couple of others better than her race six number one do sir she hasn't really done much to warrant her being so short i think she'll drift and um, i'm happy to lay those two anything else mate no, Max, no. pleasure. Thanks you for can. having me. You know, you'll be back again for a couple of weeks at least, and um, you've been an absolute star, your first show. Thanks, mate. How'd I, you find it? I, yeah, it was really good. I, the coffee was a really good temperature as well, <laughs> Should have put you in the really good. Should have put you in the lab in ordering coffees and then complaining. You, you specifically said a hot coffee, then you said it was too hot when you got it. Hey, when, when Matthew McConaughey's on set, you reckon he gets his own coffee? <laughs> I don't think so, mate. Compare I watched How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days last night, so I'm really <laughs> feeling real romantic and yeah. Matthew, real Matthew. Matthew McConaughey like. Are you single? I am, yeah. Oh, there you go, girls. I'm just waiting for my Kate Hudson to come along. <laughs> You've gone to another level. We've got to wrap it up. Mate, you've been a star. Can't wait to do the next two shows with you. Thanks very much for joining us. We'll be back to do it again next week on Layback with Betfair. Gamble responsibly call 1-800-858-858.